Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. tuning in tonight uh, for staying on for the second program. You could have been out watching Piranha 3D, <laughs> but uh, this is a much better uh, use of time. Um, we had uh, Al Cuppet in the previous hour, and I'm going to have a special guest on, ordained minister evangelist Broderick Adams, going to be sharing his testimony tonight, and uh, he's not only... Um, a friend of the Mega Man radio show. He is my cousin. So it's a special treat uh, to have my cousin Broderick on tonight. And so I want to thank uh, you for tuning in. I uh, hope you have your coffee ready. Uh, for those of you um, who did not catch the full program in last hour, without Cup it, it should be available in MP3 in a few moments on the website. And we appreciate everyone that uh, is uh, making this a meeting place uh, for some great teaching, for some anointed um, programs, prayer, miracle healing. We're praising God for what he's doing, for the fruit that he's giving us this week, and thank you for what his son Jesus Christ has done for many. So without further ado, let me get to the phone. I'm going to bring Broderick on. Broderick, are you on the program tonight? Yes, I'm here. Brother, God bless you. Thank you for uh, coming on such short notice. And, uh, Absolutely. It's always exciting to have new guests, uh, especially... Uh, my family. We had uh, Damon last night. Those of you uh, know my brother Damon of Legacy Group. He was on last night with the Beaver Brothers, and uh, we had a, a great time of fellowship in the Lord. And and uh, we've got uh, Broderick on tonight. Broderick, what I'd like to do first off is uh, usually start the program with prayer. So would you go ahead and um, lead off in prayer tonight? Absolutely. Dear Lord God and Father, we come to you in the precious and matchless name of your Son, Jesus Christ. 
We are very grateful, dear Lord God and Father, for all that you do for us. We thank you for your love and for your tender mercies. And we just pray tonight, Father, that you will pour out your Holy Spirit upon all of our audience. Dear Lord God, that you will just have your way tonight and that your will, dear Lord God, will prevail in, in every way. Dear Lord God, touch our hearts, speak to our spirits, dear Lord God, and we're, we're just crying out for miracles. And we pray it all in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. And, uh, folks, I'm going to give out a call-in number tonight, and we're going to try to open up the lines. If you have a, a question for Broderick, like to make a comment, or you need miracle prayer. When the saints get together in a prayer in agreement, Jesus Christ is in the midst. And as we've seen, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And his miracle healing power is for today. So we're ready to pray for whatever need you might have tonight. And the number will be 917-889-2745. Uh, Broderick, go ahead and uh, for those tuning in, uh, let me start by having you give out your web address and how people can find you on the Internet. Okay, my web address is, of course, www.broderickadams.org. And uh, the spelling of my name there is B-R-O-D-E-R-I-C, last name Adams, A-D-A-M-S dot org. And through the website there, people can follow me on Facebook and and find out upcoming speaking engagements. Uh, we have a full testimony on the website, mission statement, statement of salvation, and a lot of other cool things that um, the Lord has blessed us to be able to get up on the website. So, and I you believe your, uh, your, your, uh, your, uh, your email address as well. Okay, my email address is bsojesus at att.net. So, and then I believe that's on the website as well. I believe all the... the the um, email and my phone number and and all of that is on the website. So, folks, we're going to put this up in the show notes as well. Uh, so I would encourage you to go over and and check out Broderick's website. Broderick, you've been pretty busy. Not only are you receiving invites um, almost every weekend to go out and preach somewhere and give you testimony, but uh, you've been busy um, completing uh, your ministry credentials. Tell us a little bit about that. Well. You know, as you were saying, um, the Lord has, has called me to be an evangelist, and um, we thank God that we have been very busy in the ministry this year. Um, as you said, we've we've been out preaching somewhere just about every week this year, and, uh, you know, I have been through the school of ministry in the Church of God on two separate occasions, the first first time I went to the School of Ministry in the Church of God was to attain the first rank of ministry in the Church of God, which is exhorter, and I went through that schooling and received that rank of ministry at the first of last year, and then after going through the School of Ministry in the Church of God a second time, just a couple of weeks ago, I received the second rank of ministry in the Church of God, which is ordained minister, so, you know, we praise God. He's really been working some miracles in my life. So, Well, you've really been taking the verse to heart. It says, study to show thyself approved. And so you've been busy, and I know that's not easy. But uh, you've been laying the groundwork, and uh, God now is going to open the doors. And uh, even just recently, 
the invite came uh, for you to appear on a, a major television program. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, um, I had taken a packet, which I send out to churches and, and to pastors and places that I've been ministering at, and that packet contains two DVDs, one DVD of me sharing my testimony um, at a church and another DVD of me preaching and, and a, a letter of request to come out to the church and minister. So I took one of those packets and sent it out to a couple of well-known television stations, and I got a response a couple of weeks ago from CBN, uh, the 700 Club with Pat Robinson. After, after I'd sent that packet out, we did a lot of praying, and, and as I just stated, we received a call from someone on their production team, and, and I did an interview with the lady one day for about an hour, hour and a half, and she told me that she was not able to make the final decision whether I would be on the television program or not, but that I would hear something from the CBN network in a couple of weeks. And again, we continued to pray and just ask, asking the Lord to open up a door there. And, you know, praise God, after a couple of weeks or so of, of praying, I, I got some great news that the production team had decided to air my testimony and, uh, you know, we praise God for that. And, and we're actually waiting right now to hear back from C CBN um, to find out when I will be uh, on there. And, um, you know, so we'll definitely have that. Um, when we get the date, we'll definitely have it on the website and, and things like that for people to be able to tune in. But, yeah, we praise God, and, and we're just uh, very grateful for that opportunity. Well, praise God. God is really opening some doors for you. And so what I want to do is let's, uh, let's roll back the clock. Let's go back. I'm going to guess, uh, when did um, does the story start? Was that back around 2001? I want you to go all the way back to uh, the day that uh, your life was forever changed. And uh, I want okay. you to uh, share your testimony. How old are you now, Broderick? I'm 28 years old now. And, okay, uh, so we're going to go back to you were probably about 19 at the time, right? The the incident that you're speaking about, um, yeah, I was 19 at the time, but you know I'm going to take it back just a little bit further than that, if it's okay. Absolutely, you and, have the uh, mic, brother. And um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to a Mega Man Radio Network. Uh, we have uh, Evangelist Broderick Adams on tonight, and uh, you have tuned in at the right time. Uh, let's go right to your testimony, brother. You have the microphone. Okay, well, thank you very much. Let me. First of all, just say that I praise God and I thank God for the Omega Man radio show. I praise God for the works that he is doing through this ministry. And, you know, I praise God for the miracles that are taking place in this ministry. I am very thankful tonight to be on the Omega Man radio show, and, and, I, and I praise God for this opportunity that has been given to me, Shannon, from God through you to be a blessing to our audience tonight. And, and, Shannon, I also want to say that I praise God for your passion and I praise God for what he's doing in your life. You know, God birthed this Omega Man radio show in your heart, and, and I just praise God how you have allowed the Lord to, to just come into your life and allow this ministry to come alive. And, and so I praise God um, for this opportunity and for the 
works that God's doing here and, and for you. And, and, and that's exactly what I'm going to do tonight. I'm just going to share a little bit of my story, and I'm, I'm also going to share one verse from the Bible out of the Old Testament that the Lord has burdened my heart with and speak a little bit on that verse. And then, as you said, uh, we're going to definitely open up the lines for some prayer requests and, and for any questions that anyone might have. Uh, you know, Shannon, as well as you know, I was born and raised in Georgia, and, you know, I'm still living in Georgia to this day. You know, speaking about growing up, one of the very unfortunate things that I faced growing up was being raised up in an alcoholic, abusive home. You know, my father was an abusive and violent alcoholic, and so therefore I was abused in many ways growing up as a young boy into my teenage years and even into my 20s. And for many years, you know, I carried around a lot of bitterness in my heart toward my father because of the way that I was raised up. But, you know, it was very difficult being raised up in, in that kind of abusive environment. But I praise God because I am able to say tonight that my father has been saved and set free from alcohol for almost five years now. And the bitterness that was once in my heart toward my father is no longer there because God has poured out his healing upon my life. And through the cross of his son, Jesus Christ, he has filled my life with love and, and forgiveness and, and mercy and understanding toward my past and toward my father and, and toward life. You know, I praise God that I'm able to live life and, and view life through the cross of Jesus Christ now. And my father and I today have such a great relationship. You know, I was raised up in an alcoholic abusive home, but I was also raised up in the church. My mother, you know, it's absolutely amazing to know that my mother had my brother and I in church every week as far back as I can remember, even in the midst of all of the alcoholism and abuse. You know, and, and as well as you know, our grandparents have been ministers and missionaries in the Church of God for over 40 years. So they were a huge Christian influence in my life growing up and still are to this present day. Thank God they're alive. And I'm very grateful that I was raised up in the church and I was raised up to know who God was because being raised up in the church and being raised up to know who God was is what kept me continuing to turn to God throughout the years as I grew up and began to rebel against the Lord. You know, even as I grew up and began to turn my back on the Lord, in times of, of difficulty and, and in times of trials and tribulations in my life, I would still turn to God uh, and, and cry out to Him for help, even though I was out there living a life of sin, because I knew that God was the only true help for me. And, you know, the reason that I continued to turn to God, even when I was living a life of sin, is because of that foundation that was built in my life as I was raised up in the church. But, you know, unfortunately, I would cry out to God for help, like a lot of us do. But once God helped me and he rescued me, and, and once I saw that the coast was clear, you know, I would go right back out there and start living a life of sin all over again. You know, being raised up in the church and all, I did live for God until the age of 13. I remember as a young boy being very conscious of the Lord. I remember praying a lot and carrying my Bible around with me and, of course, going to church each week. I remember that as a young boy I was definitely not ashamed of Jesus. I was, I was not ashamed to tell people about the Lord. I was not ashamed. I remember when I was in school to pray before I would eat at school. So, as I said, I was very conscious about the Lord at a, 
at a very early age because of that foundation that was built in my life, being raised up in the church. But, you know, at the age of 13, I started to live a life of sin. I started to get involved in some of the smaller, I guess you would say, unrighteous ways of this world, like a lot of us do. I started to smoke cigarettes a little bit. I started to curse and lie and cheat and steal and, and do, I guess you would say, smaller kind of unrighteous, sinful things like that, if I could say that tonight. But, of course, those kind of smaller things led to the greater greater um, sins and addictions in my life. I started to drink alcohol and do drugs, and alcohol and drugs, you know, led to me starting to party and, and have sex. And, and, you know, the life of sin that I was living caused me to start to get in trouble. I started to get in trouble at home with my parents. I started to get in trouble at school, and I also started to get in trouble with the police. It is such a shame to know that for so many years, because of the ungodly life that I was living, I was in trouble with the police. As a matter of fact, I was I was in trouble with the police just about every single year from the ages of 13 to 22. Because of the unrighteous lifestyle that I was living, I was always in and out of jail. I was always in court facing some kind of criminal charges, and I was always on probation. By the age of 15, I had become an alcoholic, and I also had become a drug addict. I had been, was, or soon would be addicted to just about every drug that was out there. Whatever drug that I could get my hands on, whether it was cocaine or crack cocaine or methamphetamines or prescription medications or marijuana or acid or ecstasy, I was going to try and I was going to become addicted to it. By the age of 16, I had dropped out of high school and I started dealing drugs. And dropping out of high school was one of the hugest mistakes that I have ever made. I, I speak to anyone that is listening and, and encourage them to make higher education their goal. I encourage them to stay in high school and, and graduate from high school and go into college and, and graduate from college. And I definitely encourage everybody and, and anybody to seek diligently for the Lord's will to be revealed in their lives and, and to seek diligently to make sure that they are walking in the will of the Lord and, and working for the Lord. And, and you know, being in school and, and, and working for the Lord can be a lot of work sometimes, but that hard work definitely, especially in the Lord, pays off and, and, and the rewards are definitely worth it. You know, I can remember at the age of 17, I almost lost my life one night because of my involvement in drug dealing. In the middle of a drug deal one night, a young teenage boy, just like myself at the time, put a gun to the right side of my head and robbed me. And as I tell people all the time when I'm sharing my testimony, I truly do believe with all of my heart that if the true mercies of God had not been, been upon my life that night, you know, whether by accident or on purpose, that young teenage boy probably would have pulled the trigger and shot me in the head and I would have died. And, you know, so it truly is only because of God that I'm alive and, and here on the Omega Man Radio Show with you tonight, able to, to allow the Lord to use my life as a, as a beautiful testimony to bless others and to bring Him glory. Because of my choice at the age of 13 to start living in the ways of this world and instead of continuing to live in the ways of God, by the age of 19, my life was a mess. 
I hadn't graduated high school, nor was on my way to college. I was still living at home with my parents, and I was broke financially. Not only was I an alcoholic and a drug addict at the age of 17, by the age, I mean at the age of 19, excuse me, by the age of 19, I had become a severe and majorly out-of-control alcoholic and drug addict. And I was also still dealing drugs at the age of 19, even though, as I said just moments ago, at the age of 17, I'd almost lost my life because of drug dealing. On Mother's Day, May 13, 2001, Shannon, my life was turned upside down in an extremely drastic way. That Mother's Day, as always, was on Sunday, and that Sunday was a beautiful spring day, a perfect day to go out to the lake. And at around 2 o'clock that afternoon, after going to church earlier on that morning, I went out to the lake on my dad's boat with some friends of mine, and we were out on the lake all day long, drinking way too much alcohol and doing way too many drugs. But if I can, for just a moment, I want to stop there and just say that because I was raised up in the church does not mean that I was saved in Jesus' name. It doesn't mean that I was a Christian and on my way to heaven. As I just said, I had went to church earlier on that morning, and there I was out on the lake that afternoon drinking alcohol and, and doing drugs and, and living in, you know, living an ungodly lifestyle. Just because I was raised up in the church and just because my mother was a Christian or my grandparents were Christians or just because I believed in God, which at the time I did, and just because I believed in the Bible, which at the time I did, does not mean that I was saved in Jesus' name. And as I said, it, it doesn't mean that I was on my way to heaven because I wasn't. And I would just like to say to anyone out there that's listening, if we say that we're saved in Jesus' name and we're out there living a life of sin, we need to examine ourselves. And, and we need to realize that, again, just because we were raised up in the church, or just because our family are Christians, or just because we believe in God or the Bible, that doesn't mean that we're Christians. The, the Bible says that the demons believe and, and they tremble. And, and the Bible lets us know in the four Gospels that, that many times before Jesus Christ, the Son of God, would cast demons out of people, that the demons would cry out and say, we know who you are. You're the Son of God. In other words, they were saying, you are the Messiah. You are the chosen one of God, the anointed one of God. The devil believes in Jesus. He knows who Jesus is, but the devil nor any demon, none of them are saved, and they never will be. So, you know, we need to make sure that we are where we need to be with the Lord. And again, if we're out there living a life of sin, claiming to be saved in Jesus' name, chances are we're not where we need to be with the Lord. When an individual believes on Jesus and gives their lives completely to him, and, and as the song goes, surrenders all to him. If they are truly saved, a drastic and, and, and wonderful transition and change will take place in their lives because, see, when an individual truly becomes saved, they become born again by the Holy Spirit. And when an individual becomes born again by the Holy Spirit and the power of God fills their lives, a change is going to take place over days and weeks and months and years. So, Again, I, I, just, I just pray to God that if anyone is listening tonight and, and they claim to be a Christian, but they're out there living a life of sin, that they will get somewhere by themselves and pray to the Lord and, and just ask the Lord to give them the strength to turn from that life and to forgive their sins and, and to truly save them and just wash them in His blood. Amen. And I, I want to interject something before you continue on. 
Absolutely. Folks, uh, if you're listening, you're tuning into the Mega Man Radio Network. I've got uh, Evangelist Broderick Adams on tonight. This is a live show, and he's sharing the testimony. What I wanted to add is that, um, you know, you could have been raised in the church all your life, folks. Um, could be me. I mean, I, I have grandparents on both sides that were uh, Church of God ministers. Um, went to church every week, and, you know, I remember going Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And um, when my spirit leaves the body, if I don't know Jesus Christ as my Savior, uh, I'm not going to be spending eternity in heaven. I'll be in a devil's hell because I'll be standing before God like you or anybody else alone, given an accounting for ourselves. And it doesn't matter if your 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 mom and dad are saved, your grandparents are saved, that every member in your family was saved. It's about you and as an individual, and do you know Christ as your Savior? And what decision did you make? And, um, you know, God forbid if that happens, but, um, again, just understand that uh, we all must give an accounting individually for what we've done down here. And uh, that time is coming for us all, so uh, it's, it's a sobering thought that, uh, other than by the grace of God, many of us may not even be here now. And as long as uh, there is breath, there's still hope, and there's still an opportunity, but once the spirit leaves the body, it's over with. So, uh, brother, let me uh, turn it back to you. Okay, yeah, I, I just say amen to everything that you've just said. And, and I would just say one last thing on, on that subject, that if anyone claims to be a Christian and they believe that they're saved in Jesus' name, the Bible calls us to examine ourselves. And the number one question that they could ask themselves tonight is, since I believe I got saved, since that day, has a change taken place in my life? Because, again, if we're truly saved in Jesus' name and washed in the blood of Christ Jesus, the Son of God, then we have become born again by the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, our life can't but help to change. So that would that would be one of the main questions for anyone to really ask themselves and, and examine their hearts and, and where they are at before the Lord. But as I was saying my friends and I, we were out on the lake all day long. We were drinking alcohol and doing drugs and, and out on the lake partying. And we got off the lake that afternoon at around 6 o'clock. But before we left the lake, we all agreed that we were going to go go home, take showers, get dressed, and meet up at a restaurant about an hour or so later to continue to get drunk and party. And that's exactly what we did. We were at the restaurant that night until around 11 o'clock. And the last thing I remember is that we're about to leave the restaurant and go to another friend of ours' house where a party was going on. The reason I say that that is the last thing I remember is because I had drank so much alcohol and did so many drugs that I blacked out. Not only do I not remember what happened the remainder of that night, I don't remember really too much of what happened over the next four weeks of my life. And what I'm about to share was told to me much later after after that night, my friends and I left the restaurant that night. My best friend at the time and I got into my vehicle. I was driving, and we were on our way to our friend's house where the party was going on. But we never did make it to our friend's house that night where the party was going on because we got into a terrible car accident. I lost control of my vehicle and flipped my vehicle. Only God in heaven knows how many times. My best friend at the time told me that after the vehicle stopped rolling, he had to kick his way out of the passenger side door because the vehicle was so damaged, the door would not open like he usually would. 
after he got out of the vehicle, he went looking for me because I was not on the inside of the vehicle, nor was I anywhere around the vehicle. He told me that he finally found me about 20 to 30 feet out into the woods on the side of the road, and he told me that when he found me, I was covered in blood, and he knew that I had been critically injured. The police were called that night. The police and the ambulance came to the site of the accident. I was loaded up into the ambulance, and I was rushed to the local emergency room. I was rushed from the local emergency room to the Shepherd Center Spinal Cord Injury Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia. I had injured my spinal cord. I had a C5, C6 spinal cord injury, which paralyzed me from the chest down and in my hands. I spent the next 30 days of my life in the intensive care unit of that hospital, knocking on the doors of eternity. While I was in the intensive care unit of the hospital, over those 30 days, I had tubes up my nose and down my throat. I had a feeding tube in my stomach. And also, somehow, during the car accident, my head had gotten completely split open from the left of my eyebrow to the back of my head, which the doctors had to sew up. And it is truly only by the grace of God that I was not a recipient of, a, of an extremely severe brain injury. While I was in the intensive care unit over the next 30 days, I was not able to eat or drink or speak, nor was I able to breathe alone. My family, friends, and loved ones were absolutely devastated. And for 30 days, not knowing themselves whether I would live or die, they, they prayed to God Almighty, believing in Him for a miracle. They prayed to God, just crying out to God, believing in Him that, that He would keep me alive. And God heard and answered the prayers of my loved ones and performed a miracle by keeping me alive. You know, a lot of people do not make it out alive when you get into a kind of car accident like this. But by the grace of God, I made it out alive. And, and after 30 days, I was released from the intensive care unit of the hospital. And after going through physical therapy there at Shepherd Center for three months, I left the hospital and I went home. My life was an absolute living nightmare over the next three years after I got home from the hospital because I was paralyzed from the chest down and in my hands, and I had to have my parents take care of me like a little baby at the age of 19. I had to have my parents dress me and undress me and get me in and out of the bed. I had to have my parents prepare food for me and feed me. I even had to have my parents use the restroom for me and give me showers. I hated my life, and as far as I was concerned, my life was over with. And within this three-year period, I would definitely try and do just about everything that I could to take my own life. Within this three-year period, I tried to drink as much alcohol and do as many drugs as I possibly could to escape the pain and the hurt and the problems and the suffering that I was facing in my life and on the inside of my heart. Within this three-year period, I tried to commit suicide many times. And again, only by the grace of God, Am I alive today? Within this three-year period, I dealt more drugs than I ever had before when I was walking because, of course, I had nothing but time on my hands. And I also had a lot of people in my life who were not only willing to help me deal the drugs, but were also willing to help me do the drugs. Within this three-year period, I got deeper involved into a criminal and sinful lifestyle and further away from God than I ever could have imagined. As a matter of fact, the last year and a half within this three-year period that I'm speaking about it got to a point to where I didn't even really acknowledge God too much. Even, even when I was facing the brokenness in my life, I really wouldn't even turn to God and, and pray to God at times like I would before my car accident. Within this three-year period, I also got in trouble with the police many times. 
the first time that I got in trouble with the police, I was caught with two guns and a large amount of drugs. I was arrested and placed in jail. And after a couple of hours, I was released from jail. And after a couple of months, I went to court over those charges, and I was placed on probation for a lengthy amount of time. But I obviously have not learned my lesson because I continue to get in trouble with the police. And I would just like to say to, to anyone that is listening tonight, if, if they're out there living possibly the lifestyle that I once lived, they're out there making mistakes and making bad decisions, and they're not learning from those mistakes and those bad decisions, and, and they're out there continuing, continuing in, in this unrighteous way of living, I, I would just cry out to them tonight and, and ask them to take a step back and just take a moment and reflect on their past and reflect on their lives right now and just pray to God and, and ask God for the strength to learn from their mistakes and to learn from their bad decisions and ask God for His grace and His strength that they and we all need to turn from that life and begin to live for Him instead of continuing to to go down that road. The last time that I got in trouble with the police within this three-year period, I was arrested and placed in jail and I was not able to post bond because I had broken the probation that I was on. And after being in jail for three weeks, which was the longest time that I had ever been in jail, I went before a judge. When I went before the judge that day, surprisingly, she revoked two years of my probation, which meant instead of allowing me to do the next two years of my probation out on the streets free, she was making me do the next two years of my probation behind the prison walls. A lot of people asked me, you mean you went to prison for two years in a wheelchair with a spinal cord injury? And I tell them, yes. I was sentenced to prison for two years. But God had a plan for my life. And as well as God has a plan for all of our lives, as long as, as, long as we are willing to step into that plan and, and give our lives over to the Lord. You see, God knew that while I was in prison, the lifestyle that I was living would come to an end and I would turn to his son, Jesus Christ. And while I was in prison, I did just that. I believed on Jesus, and, and I know that the Bible says that we are to confess our sins and confess Jesus as Lord and repent of our sins and believe on him, and we shall be saved by faith through grace. And while I was in prison, I definitely did that. But, you know, the first three weeks or so that I was in prison, I just truly cried out to God. And, and I asked him to come into my life and help me and save me. And God did just that. Jesus rescued me from the life that I was living in, and God drew me into his wings of safety. And God forgave my sins, and I became born again by the Holy Spirit, and I became a child of God the Father. And when I turned to Jesus within those first three weeks, I was very sincere in my prayers and, and wanting the Lord Jesus to help me and save me. But I also wanted God to release me from prison. And as I said moments ago, that's not what took place. I ended up spending the next two years of my life in prison. But I thank God that he did not allow me to go to, to be released from prison within those first three weeks. Because while I was in prison over those two years, not only did Jesus save me, but while I was in prison for those two years, the Lord put me through a spiritual schooling. And, and the Lord discipled me through through blessing me with a desire in my heart to pray and to read his word and to start going to church and start working for his kingdom. And while I was in prison, that's exactly what I did. Each and every day and week, I, 
I dove into prayer and studied the Word of God and went to church and worked for God's kingdom. While I was in prison, as far as working for God's kingdom, I prayed and ministered to many people. And as a matter of fact, I prayed and ministered to many people who were terminally ill. I prayed and ministered to many people and, and laid hands on many people and prayed for them who were alive one day and the next day they were dead because of because of their physical illnesses. So not only while I was in prison did God save me, but while I was in prison, he blessed me and, and, and worked inside of me to be able to become a blessing to others and to be able to to bring him glory through working for his kingdom and drawing close to him. You know, uh, while I was in prison, I faced a lot of challenging things myself. I faced a lot of difficulties. But, you know, when Paul said in the New Testament concerning his thorn in the flesh, he said that he prayed to God three times, and Jesus spoke to him saying that his grace was sufficient. God's grace when we are facing trials and tribulations truly is sufficient. And God's grace was sufficient for me within those two years. And I was released from prison in September of 2006. And it's been over, as a matter of fact, almost four years. It's been over three, almost four years since I was released from prison. And I am still saved. I'm still sanctified and on fire for the Lord. I still pray and read the Bible and, and go to church each week. And I'm still working for God's kingdom. And as we talked about earlier, Shannon, about a year after I was released from prison, the Lord called me to be an evangelist, and I've been preaching and sharing my testimony at churches since November of 2007. And the Lord also has has opened up a door in the ministry for me to speak and share my testimony outside of the church. I, for two years after I was released from prison, I taught Sunday school to the teenagers at the Regency Church of God. Since October of 08, I've actually been speaking and sharing my testimony at Celebrate Recoveries. Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered recovery program. And the Celebrate Recoveries were founded out of the Saddleback Church in California. And they have just kind of spread like wildfire throughout each state, I believe. But, you know, the Lord has really blessed me to be able to minister, again, not only at churches, not only through teaching Sunday school to the teenagers, but in these Celebrate Recoveries, and, and as a matter of fact, within the past two years, I've spoken about 30 to 40 Celebrate Recoveries. But, you know, God has, has really blessed me and opened up a lot of doors in the ministry. And as we spoke about, thank God I am licensed in the Church of God as an exhorter. And like I said, just a couple of weeks ago, received a, rank, a second rank of ministry in the Church of God, which is ordained minister. So, you know, within the past... Six years almost, I was I went to prison in September of 2004. And since that day, the Lord has just worked in my life in a mighty way and saved me and, and just performed miracles in my life and my family's life. And so I praise God. Life as a Christian is, is not perfect. But life as a Christian is, is, is so much better. You know, life as a Christian living with God is so much better than, than life as a sinner without God. You know, that that sinful lifestyle can can give us a lot of good times and and, and, and seems like that, that sinful lifestyle can give us a lot of happy times. But, but those times, those good times and that happiness 
in the ways of the world is only for a season, as the Bible says. And when that season is over with, our lives are absolutely in a wreck. And God forbid anyone dying in sin without salvation in Jesus' name. So I praise God that I'm saved and living for the Lord and, and, and walking, walking out the Christian life these days. So, so that's uh, You know, for his mercy, I'll tell you, uh, I've had many uh, close calls myself, and it's a miracle that I'm here for some decisions I made in the past. And, you know, I just want to thank God that he was merciful um, because, folks, there's some people that, uh, for lack of a better word, aren't so lucky. They, uh, they're taken out. And, you know, Satan, he seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. And he, he kills a lot of people. And uh, when the spirit leaves the body, there is no second chance. So you don't want to gamble and say, well, I can live like I want, and I'll come in at the last minute. I'm going to go party right now. Uh, I'll turn to Jesus later. No, today is the day of salvation. Nobody knows except the Lord when uh, your time is to leave this body. You can be going down the road and could be in a freak accident. Uh, we're going to have a testimony uh, tomorrow night of a a man who was in a uh, car and had an appointment with, uh, with Destiny. And uh, he was in a terrible car accident and several people were killed. But God uh, miraculously spared him and gave him a second chance. Uh, the others were not so fortunate. Uh, they're in eternity right now. And if they did not uh, prepare their hearts or not ready to meet the Lord, then it's over with. Uh, there is no purgatory, folks. There is no second chance. I mean, it is over. There's nothing more final than death. And so uh, you do not know the future. Uh, so today is the day of salvation. It's time to get our hearts right now, decide this day whom we're going to serve, and realize that uh, whatever Satan can give, pleasure is only for a season, and then he comes back like the Pied Piper and wants to be paid. And uh, people are paying with their lives, spending an attorney in a devil's fire. So um, I know those words are kind of harsh, but it's that real, folks. There's people, there's an estimated 2,000 people that die every minute uh, not knowing Christ. It may be worse than that. Um, it's that serious. Broderick, um, that's a powerful testimony. And uh, thank God for his mercy. And he's doing some great things. Uh, I'm excited about the uh, upcoming CBN program you're going to be doing. And uh, you have um, bookings just about uh, somewhere every week. If someone wanted to get in touch with you and would like to invite you out to their church or their group to give a testimony, to preach. Uh, and Broderick does more than just give his testimony, folks. Uh, this is the first of many programs I'd like to do with him. And tonight I wanted him to kind of lay the foundation, as I do with many guests, and kind of share the testimony. Uh, but um, how would they uh, get in contact with him? Well, the best way would be through the website again which is broderickadams.org b-r-o-d-e-r-i-c a-d-a-m-s dot o-r-g and again on the website they can follow me on Facebook I'm almost positive my home phone number or yes my home phone number is on the website and my email address and um, so 
that is how they can definitely uh, get in touch with me um, if they would like me to come out and, as you said, not only share my testimony but preach, um, whether it be to the congregation, the whole congregation, whether it be to the youth. You know, I'm really, for the most part, since 2007, November of 2007, I have mostly spoke to congregations and and um, and people from their 20s, uh, the ages of 20 and up. But I haven't spoke to a tremendous amount of teenagers, and, and I know the Lord has burdened my heart to, to do that, so I would love to get out and start speaking to teenagers at churches or, or wherever it might be and sharing my testimony and, and allowing the Lord to work through me to get a hold of their hearts before they possibly go down the same road that I went down. But, um, but yeah, that would be the... That would be the best way to be able to get in touch with me. And, um, you know, Shannon, whenever you're ready, I would love to share this verse. Absolutely. And uh, uh, speak on it just for a moment. Absolutely. We have about uh, 12 minutes remaining, folks, and uh, we're going to turn the mic back over to Broderick. And if you have a special prayer request, uh, we've got a line open, 917-889-2745. We'd love to pray with you. Broderick? Okay. Over in the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, chapter 53 and verse 5, the verse says, He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers, the silent. You know, sheep, when they go before their shearers, for the most part they are silent. When, when a man goes to shave the wool, wool off of the sheep, again, for the most part, that little, that little sheep, that little lamb is silent. You know, this verse was a prophecy about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who, according to the New Testament, we know was the true Lamb of God. He became the true Lamb of God. He became the sacrifice for our sins. And when we flip over to the four Gospels, we are taught that Jesus, when he was betrayed in the Garden of Gethsemane after he got through praying, he was betrayed. And, and, and we are told that a multitude of people came out from the chief priests and they laid hands on Jesus and as if though he was a criminal, though we have to understand Jesus was innocent, he was perfect and sinless. But they, that multitude of people, the Bible says, laid hands on Jesus, brought him before the, the high priest, and before the high priest, Jesus was questioned, he was accused, he was persecuted, he was even spit upon and mocked, he was beat, the Bible says he was struck with the hands of men, but for the most part, Jesus kept silent. Here or there, he said a sentence or two, but for the most part, just like a little lamb, he, he kept silent. Jesus was then led from the high priest to Pontius Pilate. And as he stood alongside of Pontius Pilate, he was, again, continually accused and, and questioned and persecuted by the chief priests and the elders and the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But Jesus continued to not, for the most part, open his mouth. Jesus was then taken from Pontius Pilate to King Herod. Before King Herod and his soldiers, Jesus was, was mocked and, and, and treated with contempt. Then he was sent back to 
Pilate and eventually condemned to death. He was handed over to the people to be crucified. But before that, Jesus was scourged. He was, he was whipped to the point of almost death. But again, he, he still didn't fight back. He, he still kept, for the most part, silent. And then Jesus, after he was scourged, he was taken to the cross, and, and he was crucified to that cross, nails through his wrists and through his ankles. And even upon the cross, Jesus still, he kept silent. And even upon the cross, Jesus, Jesus' persecutors, they continued to revile him and, and, and accuse him and say awful things about him, but, but he still didn't fight back. He still didn't, for the most part, utter a word. And, and I know that the Lord has blessed me with this verse and, and to speak on this verse a little bit tonight, to just speak to the hearts of people out there and to say to them that maybe there are some people out there that are wrongly accused. They are being accused. They are, they are, they are being persecuted. They are going through some possibly abusive situations. They are going through some hard times, but they're not at fault. Possibly, just like Jesus, in many ways, they are innocent. But Jesus is speaking to all of our hearts tonight. It's allowing us to know that sometimes he wants us to be silent. He wants us to trust in him and not fight back, even though people are trying to fight with us. Sometimes God wants us to just trust in him and have faith in him and pray to him, knowing that the battle belongs to him and not to us, and knowing that sooner or later God is going to come through and, and, and work some miraculous miracles in our lives. So, again, if, if this verse and, and what I am saying about this verse speaks to your heart tonight, just know that God loves you, God cares for you, if you're not saved in Jesus' name, turn your life over to him. Cry out to him. Believe on him. Ask him to forgive your sins and save you. If you are saved in Jesus' name, just continue to hold on to the Lord. And, and um, you know, and, and that is, that's just the word of the Lord that I, I felt that the Lord wanted me to share here tonight, Shannon. And, and so I, I truly do hope that that speaks to the hearts of people because I myself have faced things in the past couple of months. And, and I know the Lord has just profoundly spoke to me and, and said to me, in my heart, spoke to me in my heart and said, Broderick, just be silent and just pray. Don't fight back. Don't revile as, as you're being reviled. As, as the Bible says, when we are persecuted like this and we are treated wrongly, we are to bless, knowing that we were called to this, that we may inherit a blessing. So that is the word from the Lord that I wanted to share tonight, Shannon. So... Um, People, that's a, that's a true word right there. It doesn't matter what your situation is right now. Jesus Christ is the answer, and he can turn it around. It's like Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall, and Jesus takes Humpty Dumpty, who's broken all these pieces, and glues them back together. And uh, we don't know how he always does it, but he, he does the impossible. Uh, you could be without a job right now, and uh, you're trying your best to find one, and God can help you get um, a job. He did that one time for me, Broderick. I had 35 cents to my name. I like to tell this story because people, <laughs> uh, they don't believe it when I tell them. I said, I was so broke, uh, I could not even afford a broom to sweep my floor. And that's the honest gospel truth. I had an apartment. I was living in a foreign country, actually, at that time. 
And uh, I would have people come by and say, hey, you know, you, you've got a dirty place here. Why don't you sweep the floor? I said, brother, I don't even have a, a broom right now. And that was the honest gospel truth. I had days of lifeblood left. And I said, God, I'm at wit's end. I, I can't do any more. I'm going to die. Uh, I've got nobody I can call. Uh, I've used all my resources. I'm like a, uh, a man on the operating table, hemorrhaging blood. And people have given me all the transfusions they're going to give me financially. And I said, I need a miracle. And I'll take any job, God. And I literally um, had two days left. And God performed. And I got a call uh, for a job paying $5 an hour. And I was uh, 30 years old at the time, folks. I mean, that, talk about a hit to your pride. I would go across the border. Um, and I had one pair of shoes. And they had steel shanks in them. And it was uh, middle July. Hot, hot. And uh, I'd walk uh, a mile to work. And, you know, it was a humbling experience. I had, uh, through some bad choices, put myself in that situation. And, uh, you know, if it had not been for Jesus Christ, I would have probably been dead. If you don't know Christ and you're in that position, who are you going to turn to? And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a personal um, testimony. I'll go into more detail. Uh, it got so bad that uh, I would uh, walk across the border and the uh, border guards would feel bad for me. And they would give me um, glad trash bags <laughs> as a poncho. I mean, talk about uh, being low. They said, what the heck are you doing over here? You're on the wrong side of the border. I said, brother, I, I can't afford to live in San Diego. I'm living in Tijuana. I'm so poor. And uh, I was like the prodigal son. I had uh, spent my fortune in, uh, in a really bad lifestyle. And uh, I was down to zero. And uh, only by the grace of God was I able to, to make a comeback. Uh, it didn't have to be that way, folks, but that's what sin will do for you. It'll take everything you got. It'll take your health. There's people who have, uh, they wake up and uh, through a riotous living, they have AIDS. Um, they've destroyed their bodies with alcohol. Uh, they've lost their, their marriages, lost their kids. And some of them lose their life, and they're not so fortunate. But it doesn't matter what the situation is, what you've done. When uh, you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, he comes in, he'll forgive you, and he'll take your sins, and it says, throw them in the sea of forgetfulness. You know, far away as the east is from the west, God doesn't remember him anymore. He'll wipe your slate clean, and uh, he won't remember it anymore. Now, the devil might try to pull it up, pull it up to you and bring it up to you and try to uh, harangue you with it, but uh, stop listening to the devil. You know, so, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is able to set you free as he set me free, as he set Broderick free and many others. And uh, if it weren't for him, we would be without hope. And, you know, life is like a vapor. As Solomon said, you know, he had everything. He had everything money could buy as the richest man in the world. And he tried it all, and he said all is vanity. And uh, you've got to understand that. Uh, it's better to realize this young and then you have some years you can do something for, for Christ. Heaven forbid you wait till you're 70 or 80 on your deathbed. And if God is merciful, he might, uh, he might send his Holy Spirit to convict you. And you might make it in with the smell of smoke. There's people that have done that. But what a waste. You go to heaven without much reward. You make it in. You might be sleeping in a pup tent, as they say, on the backside of glory. So, you know, um, search, search for God while... Well, you, st you can still do something for him with your life. I wish I hadn't waited so late. Again, I was raised in a uh, Christian home, but I wasted uh, a good 20 years of my life 
before I woke up and thank God for his mercy. But um, that's a true word, Broderick. If you have a prayer request tonight, we're going to open up the lines. In fact, I believe we have someone that has been patiently waiting. And uh, Go ahead, brother. Well, if, they, if someone's been waiting, we can go ahead and catch that call. But let me know. I'd like to add just one other thing. Yes, sir. Go you for just it. Let me, okay. I just wanted to say, concerning what I was speaking about, now I want everyone to understand God wants us to use the wisdom that he's given us. Um, and we know that faith without works is dead, according to the book of James. But sometimes God wants us to move and act and, and work and, and um, put that first foot forward. But again, sometimes God wants us to be silent and prayerfully wait on him and, and know that, again, the battle belongs to the Lord. And, and if we are his people, uh, as it says in the book of Psalms, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so God surrounds his people. And, and if we are the people of God, we will be like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. So I just wanted to add that because I don't want anyone to take what I've said the wrong way. And I know that you had mentioned about getting a job. I don't want anyone to take what I've said the wrong way and say, well, I'm just going to be silent and sit in my home and wait for a job to fall out of heaven. You know, sometimes we've got to move and we've got to act and we've got to work. But, again, sometimes we, we might be going through things in life and we've tried, we've tried everything that, that, that we can try. We've done all that we can do. And, and when we've done that, at the end of the day, all we can do sometimes is just be silent, just like Jesus was, even though he was wrongly accused and persecuted, and even though sometimes we might be wronged and we, and we shouldn't be. Again, sometimes God just wants us to be silent and, and trust in the powerful name of Jesus. So that's all I wanted to add, and, and praise God if we have a call coming in or a request, prayer request or and I'll add a scripture that came to mind uh, when you said, you know, it says, He that waiteth on the Lord shall renew his strength. Absolutely. And so uh, amen to the, amen to that. Um, we're going to open up the line here. Uh, I believe we've got a caller on the line. Uh, caller, uh, you're on the line with uh, Broderick Adams and Omega Man. I, I see you've been patiently waiting. Uh, are you calling from overseas? You are on the air on the Omega Man Radio Network. Did you have a question, caller? Okay, maybe the uh, individual was just uh, tuning in listening. If uh, you call in, uh, you can listen to the show live going down the road, even on your cell phone, if uh, you're not around the Internet connection. And if you want to uh, ask a question, when you call into our main number, you just hit one on your keypad. That will raise your hand, and I'll see you in the queue as uh, with this caller. Uh, the phone number tonight is 917-889-2745. You're listening to the Mega Man Radio Network. Tonight we have special guest Broderick Adams. An evangelist with a powerful testimony. Broderick, go ahead and give out your website again, please, for people to get some more information on you. Absolutely. The website is, of course, www.broderickadams.org. And, and I'll give the spelling of my name once again because sometimes people um, don't get that down uh, correctly. It's, it's Broderick, that's my first name, and that's B-R-O-D-E-R-I-C, last name Adams, A-D-A-M-S, dot, O-R-G. So broderickadams.org, and as we talked about two or three times concerning the website, pretty much all my information is on the website. My phone number, I believe, my email, full-length testimony, mission statement, statement of salvation. We also have a calendar on there, which is updated 
weekly and, and monthly as we get new speaking engagements. So if anyone is in the state of Georgia and they want to come out and, and fellowship with us and, and be a part of the ministry and, and hear me share my testimony or, or preach at one of these churches or one of these places that we're ministering at, just look on the website and you'll definitely be able to find out that information. Brother, we want to uh, thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, we want to have you on again soon, and I want you to uh, take the entire program and uh, preach and share word of the Lord. Uh, what is your next uh, meeting date? Uh, do you have a schedule already? Where will you be preaching at next? I will be next week preaching uh, on a Thursday night, speaking on a Thursday night at a Celebrate Recovery in I'm almost positive it's Hall County, Georgia. But again, um, if anyone wants to check out the website, uh, we've thank God we've just had a lot of dates this year, and I'm not able to remember each one of them. But um, brother, you're blessed. You know, the Lord could, is keeping you busy. Well, you know, we thank God for it. Um, it's it's been a lot of work, and uh, it's been a lot of work for the past couple of years since I was released from prison since um, November of 2007. It's been a lot of work on the phones. It's been a, a lot of work mailing out things to pastors and, and the churches, and um, it's been a lot of work. But the Lord is blessing us. But um, you know, we're we're just we're wanting the Lord to continue to open up doors, uh, not only for the remainder of this year, but for next year and the year after. And and we're just believing in God for some miracles that the Lord will allow us to just get booked up in the ministry and to be able to. Uh, be out there evangelizing at churches, um, you know, till the till the day that he calls us home. But you know, we're 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 really believing in God for some miracles that um, he will just open up a door that definitely will not be shut concerning the ministry and just just again have me booked out there for the next year or two, three years, possibly the next five or ten years in advance. You know, God can God can do anything. Nothing's impossible for Him, and um, you know, I just praise God for what He's done in my life and and what He's doing for all of us. So, Amen, folks. If uh, the Lord could have mercy on a wretched individual like myself and save me, save my cousin Broderick, save uh, others out there, uh, He can have mercy on you. And uh, all we got to do is call out to Him, repent of our sins. To repent means to change our ways, mean it in our heart, and if we're sincere. Christ will come in. He says he waits at the door, knocking, and if any man will open the door, he will come in and sup with him and the Father. And uh, God can turn your life around. It doesn't matter what problem it is. It doesn't matter how impossible the situation is. You have a physical ailment. You could have a financial need. Um, does not matter what your situation is. Nothing is impossible for God. So, uh, brother, at that, I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, we're going to post uh, Broderick's contact information up on our show page. I would encourage you to get a hold of him. If uh, you can get him into your church to speak, I would encourage you to do that. He's got a powerful testimony. Uh, God is opening doors for him that no man can shut. I would uh, encourage you to support him financially. Uh, they do need your help to get out there. Uh, many times they'll go out and speak, and uh, they won't even have uh, the monies to cover gasoline. And so uh, we would like to encourage you. Uh, you know, this is a labor of love, folks. I mean, this is true ministry. Um, and uh, support the true ministers of God, and you'll be blessed. Brother, would you close in prayer? Absolutely. And before I do that, I just want to mention one thing. You 
you just mentioned repentance, and, and it is exactly what I was speaking about earlier. You know, the Bible says that repentance is a gift from God, and it is a complete turn from, from that life of sin and from that unrighteous lifestyle, a complete turn from that lifestyle to God and to live for God. It's, it's not a 360-degree turn. In other words, it's, it's, it's not living a life of sin, turning to Jesus, asking him to save us, and then turning right back around to that life of sin and continuing to live that life of sin. It is a 180-degree turn. Uh, it's a complete turn from that life of sin and, and to God to live for him. And we can't do it on our own, and that's why we have to turn to Jesus, pray to him with a sincere heart and cry out to him, to forgive our sins and save us and bless us with that gift of repentance. Because, again, as Jesus said, we will know people by their fruits. In other words, we will know if people are Christians by the way they act and by the way that they live. And so if if we're not doing our best to pray and if we're not doing our best to study the Word of God or, or doing our best to stay in church or doing our best to at least try to tell someone about Jesus, even if all we can say to that individual is, Jesus saved me, and I know that a difference is taking place in my life. If, if we're not out there bearing fruit and living for the Lord, and instead we're out there, you know, once again, claiming to be Christians, but we're still living a life of sin, we truly do need to get somewhere with the Lord and, and, and pray to the Lord and ask Him to have mercy upon us and, and get us where we need to be with Him. So, again, Shannon, thank you very much. Again, I praise God for the Omega Man Radio Network here. I look forward to being on in the future. God bless everyone. And and I absolutely, I will close in prayer here. Dear Lord God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we come to you tonight. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you're the one and only true living God. There is no other. Dear Lord God, as the Bible says, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you're the one and only true living God, and there is none besides you. Dear Lord God, and we give you all of the glory and worship and praise and honor tonight. We thank you, dear Lord God. I know that Shannon and I together, along with millions of other people tonight, are able to thank you and praise you for saving us and for having mercy upon us and for pouring your grace out upon our lives when when we were out there in the world, living in the world and for the world, just absolutely hopeless. But, dear Lord Jesus, you, the hope of glory, came into our lives and, and saved us and redeemed us. And we're, we're so thankful for that tonight, dear Lord Jesus. We're, we're so thankful, Father, for your everlasting love. And we're so thankful, Jesus, for, for the cross, for your death, burial, and resurrection. And we're so thankful for you, Holy Spirit, being in our lives here on this earth, living inside of us, empowering us, and leading us, and guiding us. And, dear Lord God, I just pray for souls all in the world tonight, dear Lord God, that you will just bless people with the gift of repentance, that you will have mercy upon lost lost souls, dear Lord God, that you will help your Christian people, dear Lord God, where we all need you. Every day is a time of need for you, dear Lord God, and that you will touch the little children, dear Lord God, around the world. You know what we're all facing, dear Lord God, as the Bible says, you know our needs before we even request them in prayer. So, dear Lord God, we're just asking for you to come into our lives here on this earth, Dear Lord God, we are, we are just asking for miracles and for changes and, and, and for a new song and a new prayer and, and, and just a new word from you, dear Lord God, in our lives. Dear Lord God, can, can continue to give us the strength to hold on to you no matter what we face. 
Let your grace, dear Lord God, just fill our lives. Dear Lord God, in your name, Jesus, I just pray that the Omega Man Radio Network prosper and, and take off and, and that you open up a door in this ministry, dear Lord God, for your glory through Shannon, dear Lord, a door that cannot be opened. Dear Lord God, we thank you for your continual blessings that we receive every day. And in your name, Christ Jesus. And I also want to take a moment to pray for anyone out there that is in need of physical healing, that is in need of mental or emotional or spiritual healing. Possibly, as Shannon talked about tonight, there's some people out there that are in need of jobs. Dear Lord God, I just want to pray that you bless them financially, that you just supply their, their, their every need, as it, as it says in the Bible, that you would do, dear Lord God. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I do pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. I love you, brother, and uh, I'll have you back on soon. God bless you for coming on tonight. May the Lord keep you. Thank you you very much. You too. God bless you. You've been listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. This has been a live show. It's been my distinct pleasure to have my cousin on, evangelist and ordained pastor, Broderick Adams. Uh, You can check out his website at broderickadams.org. He also is up on Facebook. We put that up in the show notes. And I would encourage you to make contact with his ministry and invite them out to speak. Uh, just a powerful testimony, powerful man of God, and I um, want to thank him for coming on tonight. Uh, tonight is a triple feature. We had Brother Al Cuppin in the first hour. We had Evangelist Broderick Adams second hour. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to be back with Gene Moody, pastor and a um, pioneer in spiritual warfare. He'll be doing part two of his training tonight. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank everybody for uh, taking the time to to spend time with us tonight. You could have been out in the world seeing Piranha 3D. (laughs) But what's uh, more edifying? Um, Praise God for what he's doing here and uh, for the door that uh, the Lord is opening. You know, this was a, a vision that I had five years ago, and I could, for the life of me, figure out how to pull this thing off and, I said one day, I said, God, I guess uh, I've waited too long. I missed the window of opportunity to get and do some ministry for you. I'm going to give it one last try, but if you do not reveal to me how to do this, I guess I'm just going to file this away in the permanent filing cabinet. And uh, I want to thank what God did. He opened the door through Rick Wiles of True News to tell me about Blog Talk Radio, and it's it's been uh, awesome what you can do through this platform with little to no... uh, technical knowledge, such as I had, I, I did not have, and uh, there's been many others that have been blessed and are now starting their programs. Uh, Rando the Mando, uh, he is uh, doing a program, Blog Talk Radio, Brother Rick Hoyt, uh, you've got to check out his program, a great brother in the Lord, we're encouraging him to do more shows, uh, Dennis, uh, Pastor Dennis with um, Miracle Internet Church. Associate Pastor of um, Miracle Internet Church and Pat Holiday. We've got Brother Mike Beavers, Arise and Shine Ministries. Brother Peter Coolen is going to be starting a program. Praise God for what he's doing out here. He's just setting people on fire. He's bringing the 7,000 out of the caves. God is just ramping up ministry all over this nation and world. And, uh, you know, I want to thank uh, those at Blog Talk Radio for making this possible for us to do this program. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, go to a break, probably about 10 minutes. A little bit of music here, give you a chance to uh, take a bathroom break. For those of you who have been on with me since uh, 7, refill your coffee cups, um, coffee, cappuccino, Omega Man lemonade, whatever it is that you like to drink. 
and uh, and then come back with us. And uh, if you have a, a friend you've never told about the show, we'd appreciate you telling them to tune in. This is a live program, and uh, you can also pick it up in the archives. MP3 of this show and others are available every time we uh, we end the program, and you can download it for free off of iTunes or go right to OmegaManRadio.com. So uh, God bless you, and I will be back shortly. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio.